Hello and welcome to Unsuitable Un... because Scott really hasn't seen anything pop culture-wise. Nothing. Uh, Ryan, I close what, my eyes. Ryan, what the heck? I have a friggin' Demogorgon sitting on my countertop here. I actually did notice that. From Stranger Things, and you didn't mention it at all. I put it there especially, like, Ryan's gonna think this is awesome. Ryan, yeah, no, I totally do think that was awesome. <laughs> and I've been staring at it, actually, while you were talking, and I wasn't really paying attention to some of the things you were saying before. <laughs> I, I have a growing obsession with those pop figures. Now, my apartment is slowly being taken over by pop figures. So, uh, I'm going to match you to pop figures, okay? So, I'll say one that I have, you say one that you have. Okay. I have Rain from Big Trouble in Little China, one of the three stars. I have Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses. I have <laughs> Sherlock Holmes. I have Slash from Guns N' Roses. <laughs> I have the Phantom from the Phantom movie. I have the Demogorgon from Stranger Things. I have Picard. I have Godzilla. <laughs> I have um, uh, Luke Skywalker in his um, X-Wing pilot outfit. I have Dogmeat from Fallout. I have, um, yeah, what's his name? The um, guy from S.H.I.E.L.D., Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Colston. 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 I have the Queen Alien from Aliens. I have um, the Black Knight from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I have the Xenomorph from Aliens. <laughs> I have Tim from <laughs> Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> I have Ripley from Aliens. <laughs> I have King Arthur from <laughs> the Holy Grail. I have the Predator from Predator. Ooh, that, that, I gotta see that one. I'll bring That's it out cool. for you. Thank you, Matt. One. They actually have a cloaked Predator version too, that's just clear plastic. Um, apparently, it's kind of hard to find. I want to. I kind of want to get that one too. But at a certain point, when you find them on Amazon, the prices start skyrocketing. But so I think you won. I yeah. Know. I think is that all of them? I think I might have one more. Oh, I also have a couple that I've bought other people that don't really count. But um, there's Baby Groot. Nice. And I've seen Baby Groot from Volume Two. Okay. Um, so there's Baby Groot in the actual plant pot from Volume 1, and then there's Baby Groot, who's just Baby Groot, you know, from Volume 2. So I have both, bought both of those. There's a German Shepherd that's not dog meat. That's just this German Shepherd that they did a line of dogs, but there's another one. I bought that. Um, Rocket Raccoon, I also bought that one. But I gave these to other people, so I guess they're technically not mine. Also Doug from um, Up, the dog. Doug from the talking dog from up from the, the oh, oh, oh gotcha the, the golden retriever yeah. with the cone of shame Doug that's got awesome. that one too about a lot of pop figurines that's been a lot of <laughs> I'm impressed yeah, yeah I got none <laughs> you have none no you have um, no no I don't have any you should this seems like it's right up your alley Scott. you should have pop figurines I should so, have they have pop so figures. many they have they have like all the Final Fantasy they I'm pretty sure they have like all of them 
Yeah, I have the uh, the resin statues of uh, Aerith and uh, Cloud Strife on the hard hardy Daytona. <laughs> so you're saying if it's not a hundred plus dollars, you're not gonna buy a ten dollar. Right. Uh, right. Yeah, the ten dollar. Uh, that's that's uh, just not not your thing. Not even gonna bat an eye at that. Okay, but can we go back to the fact that Paul and I both agree that if you don't watch Stranger Things in the next month or two, you can ruin it for me. You have until Halloween. Yeah. Is that when season two is coming season out? Two season two comes two. out, and if you have not seen season one when season two comes out, we might have to take a billy club to you. Okay, I think it's probably going to take me until uh, until <laughs> Halloween to try and get through Iron Fist. <laughs> okay, yeah, I stopped. Yeah, I, okay. yeah I'm I at uh, episode so, five. <laughs> I honestly think, though, that Stranger Things is the type of show that you could enjoy with your wife, and you would both love this show. I would tend to agree with that. It's very like this. Yeah, this isn't the sort of you thing guys where... watched Paranormal Activity one, two, three, yeah, and four. Like this We've is seen them all. This is along those lines in but so appealing. Much yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. That's not even not even a comparison. But <laughs> I'm saying in, in in appealing to the the female slash wife variety. Sure. This is up those lines. Yeah, yeah, she's usually asleep though. <laughs> By the time we well, we this get one, the this little one, one gives to you like like chills. Like you don't want to go to bed because you're kind of yeah. a little bit scared to go. To so bed. is is it better than X Files then? Oh, a oh, thousand times. Really, especially it, the it's... new X Files. But Stranger yeah, Things is that type of thing where you're watching three quarters of the episode and you are fully fledging, fully fledging. You are completely <laughs> enjoying this episode, thinking this is amazing. This is like '80s retro, bringing me back to childhood. I love this. This is a bunch of kids going out and getting into trouble, and you kind of forget that there's things that exist in this world, such as the Demogorgon. And then you're reminded by the end of the episode, and usually you've watched it late at night, mm-hmm. and you don't really want to go to bed because of the nature <laughs> of what the Demogorgon is and how it tends to show itself. Um, and this so series it, makes you feel uneasy. It makes you feel uneasy. It makes you that type of person again that you were as a kid, where you're like standing in your bedroom and you turn off the light and like run to your bed because the bed is safe and the shadows are the shadows not, will come. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what freaks you out though. <clears throat> I don't know if you've done this, but so we have the uh, the video camera that's or the uh, the baby cam that's above uh, my daughter's bed. No, we didn't have video baby cams when I was giving so there there have been times I mean this has been number of times now where she's you know getting herself to bed you know and then she'll just get up stand up in her crib points across the room and say and then points to the the door (laughs) I mean that in and of itself (laughs) like I go running in there going Who's in here? What the, what the deuce? <laughs> I mean, that that actually freaks me out more than. <laughs> have, you, have you had moments? Does does Mac at all? Does does your dog at all wander in there and then look at the camera and have his eyes show all weird? Um, no, her eyes actually pop up a little weird on yeah, the then. camera, but um, he he doesn't go he doesn't go up to her room because it's on the top floor. It's on the second floor, so he doesn't stray. Venture up there. No, because that's one thing. Dog eyes at night. I mean, cat eyes even more so. The dog eyes at night, they'll catch light and reflect it. Yeah. And even if you know it's your dog. <laughs> it doesn't look like your dog. Sometimes it doesn't Demon matter. dog. You're looking into that soul, and that soul is not looking back at you. <laughs> right. Yeah, that dog is looking at you like, 
boring into your being. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But back to Stranger Things. All right, I'll I'll watch the first episode. Let me the just first put it this episode. way: you know how you're watching like a, a horror movie, or even just one of those movies where you're like, "Don't do that. You're more. Why are you doing Stranger Things?" They don't do the stupid tropes. They don't do the stupid like, "Oh, the monster's maybe, behind me." Maybe one time. Maybe one or yeah. I mean, they can't completely get away right. with it. But sure. most of the time, you're like, "They're doing the. They're doing what I would do in that." Yeah, like, they're doing the right thing. And then. It goes all effed up. And you're like, oh my god! This is why you don't do that thing. It's, this is why that thing apparently doesn't work. Like, all right, hey, all right. Should... I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch it here. And also, I won't watch it. during the daytime. During, no, I'll watch it tonight. Also, the thing I really appreciated about that show was like the first one, maybe two episodes. There were characters in that show where, when they first showed up. I did not like those characters. Mm-hmm. I thought these are horrible characters, um, not in terms of quality, but in terms of they are not likable. And then by the end of the season, those were some of my favorite characters because of the arc that they take. And I think that's a sign of a good show. You know, there's characters that they, they really developed. And what, I mean, what was Stranger Things? Nine, ten episodes? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Twelve, uh, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't very long. It was. It was short enough to the point where I reached the last episode and I was very upset. I was sad. I was like, "What do you mean it's over already?" Uh, also, kind of relieved that it was over already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we watched it in two nights, two sittings. Oh wow! I think. Yeah, yeah, like, and we, you know, we stayed, It was up till one or two in the morning, and we're like. I don't not want to go to bed. Yeah, yeah. That's where your your eyes have adjusted to the dark at that point. You're just sitting there wide eyed in, in the room, and you don't want. To, yeah. Yeah, it takes you a while to get to sleep. Like you're kind of like so pumped. You're like. Oh, oh, oh. So did either of you watch The Ring when it came out? And when like I, I watched it, negatory. not when it normally. I watched it after it came out. For, it had been out for a while. So I watched that movie in the theater when I was in college, um, and. Me and my roommate went and saw it, and, you know, whatever, did college things after that. Got back to our dorm room, it was like, three in the morning or something like that. And that movie, in of itself, we had a TV in our dorm room. Just turned on the static. <laughs> Funny story, we actually, I'll get to that in a second, actually. Um, Pretty sure my dorm room was. I I don't really believe in things being haunted. Pretty sure my dorm room was haunted. Um, but yeah, that whole night after watching that movie, I was staring at the TV waiting for stuff to go down. Um, Stranger Things, while not really on that level of scare factor yeah. or attempted scare factor, really, it's a different. It's type. not like a jam. You're not right. It's not. It doesn't like full fledged go and attempt to scare the crap out of you. It does it with. The tone and the creepiness, you know, that builds. But that was a show that I would be in bed in the middle of the night, looking at the wall, waiting for the thing to start melting or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, my dorm room actually haunted ghosts TV. Yeah, well, at one point the TV did turn on in the middle of the night, um, and you're like, wait, was this on a timer? What the heck? And, you know, you wake up and you're staring at like a rerun of the Tonight Show. And it was like three in the morning or four in the morning. Like, what did you turn on the TV? No, did you? You know. Also, my printer at one point started printing in the middle of the night. <laughs> and the computer was not on, um, and the printer was out of paper. 
And so there was that moment where it was like, turn it off. No, you turn it off. <laughs> or maybe put paper in it and see what comes out. Uh, we opted to just turn it off. But um, that was yeah, probably smart. Yeah, it was. Some nights it was hard to get to sleep in that room because you're just like, are we gonna die? Also, once got a voicemail that pretty much sounded. God, we're getting way off topic here. But one time, in a we haven't even room, gotten on topic yet, guys. <laughs> we have not. But in a different dorm room, um, we once we had a like an old-fashioned answering machine. Um, you know, that was actually like you put the tape in. So it wasn't a voicemail, it was an actual It was tape. an actual answering machine where you had a recorded message, you know. So that took a certain amount of time. Um, we got back one night and we had three voicemails. One was from my roommate's mom. Uh, that was the first one. The third one was from, I can't remember, I think it was from one of our friends or something. And that was the type of answer machine that gave you the time of when that voicemail was left, right? So the first voicemail was at like 8.01 in the evening. And the second voicemail was at like 8.03 or 8.04 in the evening. And then there was a voicemail in the middle of that that was a lot of static. And then a voice that was coming through the static that made me actually go white and then my roommate go whiter than he actually was <laughs> which was quite remarkable um, now we then went back and you know it was one of those things like what did you hear you know we're, we didn't want to admit to the other person what what, what did you well no it's probably just imagination well what did you think you heard well what did you think you tell me you know? <laughs> and so then we went back and we actually timed it because so, you know, the first voicemail was like, oh, this, this, this message was at 8.01. So we had our actual message of, hey, you've reached, you know, we're not here right now, blah, blah, blah. And then the length of the actual voicemail. And then timing from when that ended to the third voicemail of when our message started. And what we kind of arrived at was that there wasn't actually really time for the second voicemail to happen because it would have had to go through the, the message again of we're not here, blah, blah, blah. And then it lasted a certain amount of time before the third voicemail happened, right? And there wouldn't have really been time in there. And then the voicemail itself really sounded like someone, a lot of static, and then someone saying in a really far away, really messed up voice, Paul's dead. <laughs> so we called his dad. And this was like in the middle of the night, right? We call his dad and he's like, what was happening? You know, we're like, just listen to this voicemail and you tell us what you think. We played it for him and he's like, it sounds like it says Paul's dead. Are you guys okay? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't tell him, you know, anything. We just, you tell us what you think this sounds like. Um, so obviously I'm still here. Nothing ever came of that. However, that night I went to bed and then just pretty much prepared myself to die. I was like, we have a window and we have a door. I can't face both at the same time. So whichever one is coming through, whatever this thing is coming to kill me, I'm going to get stabbed in the back. Like there's going to be some sort of weird thing with like, I had imagined that there was going to be some like crazy reaper thing with like long claws that was going to come and like kill me and stab me and something. Um, I didn't sleep that entire night. It was horrible. So what was the time stamp on the time stamp on the second one then? Basically, the time stamp on it was like 
it was like a couple seconds into when the first message ended. So it's it said like eight oh two or something. Right. And the first message, when you counted, so the only thing we could maybe think of was trying to be rational about it, was that the timestamp from the first one, because we weren't really sure when the timestamp stamped. Stamp, you're right. It could so have been at the like, end or something. Yeah, so maybe like the first one hit at like 8 o'clock or something, and then it just turned over right then. So it basically it would have had to happen rapid, like just the right time in succession. Um and then just also have the circumstance of some really creepy voicemail uh, that came from somebody that we don't know that was maybe playing a prank on us, but I don't know at that point who it would have been because I didn't really have any friends. Um, so yeah, it was weird. It was really creepy and very unsettling. Uh, kind of a Stranger Things type thing. Uh, kind of along those lines of just weird analog creepiness. This was a dorm room. This was a dorm room. Yeah. You so. still remember the phone number? Maybe it's a maybe it's a uh, a uh, time or a time warp maybe thing. It's a time warp so thing. maybe it might be one of us two that calls maybe. Maybe at some point. In, <laughs> I don't we'll know. find ourselves back in 1999, <laughs> and we're all. Like, or maybe uh, 20 years from now, uh, Paul met his maker, and then you know we might be maybe, calling maybe each other. Maybe I was trying to call back talk. and warn Paul's myself. Up. Or maybe yeah. you were trying. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if he still has it. He might. Um, or he burned everything that reminded him of me because that guy and me don't talk anymore and we hate each other. Um, but what a dick. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but he actually did save that tape. He actually like pulled it out and he went and just bought a new tape because he was like, (laughs) when you die in weird circumstances, I I don't want to be the guy who's like, I'm crazy and somebody killed Paul that was like something unnatural. I have this tape, you know, I'm keeping this tape to show people that, that some sort of weird extra dimensional demon thing came and killed Paul. Um, so yeah, we had some interesting times in college and we weren't even on drugs or anything. So yeah, we were, I was gonna say you could excuse some of that with alcohol or drugs or whatever, but that was before we got into that stuff though. So like we were at that point we were sophomores. Um, neither of us were 21, not to say that we weren't, you know, going out and having fun and whatnot, but we weren't able to like legally get in the bars or whatnot. So it was a little bit more difficult, right? Um, if it was something where like my junior or senior year, uh, that happens, the chances were more likely of, yeah, you were just really messed up, right? You know, but no, we were... We were pretty tame at that point. Like, I think we went out. I think our evening was like we went and had dinner. We spent like the day in a Barnes and Noble, and we went and had dinner. <laughs> and, like, went to a movie or so. You know, we were pretty boring at that point, um, and we felt horrible about ourselves. Uh, but yeah, we were sober. We were sober when we got back that night. It was, that's you know, that's messed up. I've now just pretty much divulged too much of my past and my sadness <laughs> as a college age kid. Um, at least at that point. So the ring had a huge effect on your sleep well-being. Yes, and so did Stranger Things. And so did Stranger Things. For me, it was the movie Signs. Even though that oh, movie yeah. was horrible. Still free, still creepy though. It's creepy enough and also because it could happen. There was nothing sure. other than the fact that the aliens wouldn't were immune to water. Bullshit. Um, 
an alien species could land on this planet and it could very much well be like when you see the the one it's like a video in Venezuela or something the alien goes between like a uh, like a kid's back alleyway or something yeah, <laughs> yeah. A kids party yeah that, that yeah that's <clears throat> fudge out of I here. mean the whole the whole how that movie was awesome was that it gave you nothing until kind of like the end yeah the, like it did it was it was all suspense up mm-hmm. until I could not sleep that night when I saw I was yeah. that messed that, me that scene where they're hiding in I don't know if it's like the pantry or whatever and you just see the shadows of like the footsteps outside you know oh the hand or the, the hand, hand comes under yeah, the door the hand comes under yeah where you just you don't see anything other than just that little hint of the existence and you just imagine yourself yeah, I'm pretty sure if I was in a farmhouse in the middle of nowhere and there were aliens, pretty were what I thought was aliens invading my kitchen and I was hiding in the pantry, that would be my worst nightmare. Right. You know, yeah, and very realistic. And you would figure, because <laughs> it turns itself on the head because you figure, you know, an advanced species coming to Earth and all they're doing is just walking around and they don't have, like, weaponry or anything like that, like advanced, like, space lasers and, and whatnot. You, you, space lasers. <laughs> you would figure, you know, if that would happen, they would be, they would be able to kick your butt, but, <clears throat> I mean, you can take a baseball bat with a bunch of water glasses around the, <laughs> around the house. <laughs> That and movie. dead messages or messages from your uh, from your dead wife will. Uh... If that movie would have ended differently, where there wasn't a weakness and these aliens were just horrible and people just died, and that movie just ended, I don't think I'd ever sleep again. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. That was enough. The up into like the first three fourths of that movie, I I'm like not happy with who I am. This right. is not. Well, weird. you got the paranormal. You got the. Extra yeah, normal, I mean, and yeah. then yeah, like those those two things were quite the uh, yeah. quite the compliment. Luckily for me, the ending sucks so bad that I can <laughs> right. just rationalize. I'm like, okay, good. All I need is a glass of water. I'm good. Okay. Got my glass of water. It's kind of like that the Cloverfield Lane movie, kind of a similar idea. Yeah, um, I haven't seen that one yet. I, I need to. I love John Goodman though, and I, John, I need to he's see the that. Be- John Goodman, I think, almost single handedly makes that movie bearable and worth watching. In the last ten minutes. In the last ten minutes, whereabouts? Uh, his character in that movie is very good. You don't know. You like he keeps you off balance the entire movie. Is this guy insane? Is he actually dead on? Is he, you know, what is happening? And then the end happens, and you're like, oh, okay, well that, huh? Um, and the end, though, however, is kind of one of those endings where you mentioned you almost wish science had been where mm-hmm. it is kind of one of those endings of oh okay well, this is really bad mm-hmm. but also at the same time although yeah that's kind of what you were going without ruining it for Scott the ending is more of what you were expecting if you are a fan of the Cloverfield movie the original yes. and you're expecting something you're like oh well I'm expecting all those little uh, pod things to be just infesting the uh, um, Oh, from the, monster, the from the original Cloverfield monster. Yeah. That's what I don't. They don't really talk about in Cloverfield Lane. Is number one, what is the time frame of Cloverfield Lane? Um, when did it happen? If it is in fact the same time frame as the original Cloverfield, did it happen before? Did it happen after? Did it happen concurrently? Probably not concurrently. Um, but they almost exist separately from each other. Yeah, mm. they technically don't. But it technically feels not, like it. But it feels like it. Yeah. It does feel like it. Yes. Interesting. But yeah. Yeah. As much as you love Cloverfield, or as you enjoy Cloverfield, Stranger Things, 
Yeah, Stranger Things is right in that alley. Right in the except not not <laughs> nauseating in yeah, terms the, of handheld the, camera. Not Blair Witch Project. Not but... Blair Witch Project. Um, but yeah, it's right in that kind of right in that alley. Although I would put Stranger Things probably on a higher pedestal than Cloverfield, in my opinion. I agree. Um, you guys say that, but I'm not buying. I'm not buying you what you're selling. What was the, la- what was really the last good. TV show you watched? What was the last TV show that I watched? Yeah, last TV show. Well, I'm, I'm, we're 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 um, trying to convince you of Stranger Things, a, a 10, 11 episode. Well, you watched Daredevil. Eight hours. I watched, Dare, I watched Daredevil season two straight. Like you it did. came out on. I it came out on Friday. You it, I yeah, worked. You finished it before I did. Definitely. Yeah, I I was done at. It came out in the morning. I was done this at three year, o'clock bro. in the morning. Did, the next well, day. Well, you watched uh, what's uh, what? Can't remember the name of the the other one. The, uh, defender, the other defender. Luke, uh, Luke Cage? Cage? No, the one with Jessica Wars. Jones. Jessica Jones. You watched Jessica Jones. I didn't do that one straight, though, but I watched Daredevil 2 straight through. Like, I started in the morning on Friday when it came out, and I watched that thing completely straight through. I watched all 13 episodes. Yeah, all 13 era. 12 hours or 11 hey, hours? Wait, straight Punisher through. Punisher and Amber in the Graveyard? That's a great scene. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. Um, yeah. th- this is what. Daredevil two came out seven months ago. Well, six I've, months ago. I've what's the last TV re-run? show you watched? New TV show or just reruns? No, last TV. Yeah, what are you spending your time watching? Oh, I'm watching. TV? I'm watching West Wing right now. See, that's rewatching West Wing for the. West uh, Wing? I think this is the twenty uh, eighth time I've. <laughs> I'm why? going through the. Uh, so why West Wing? Uh, you know West Wing. Okay. Well, okay. West besides Wing. West Wing being my favorite show yeah. of all time, <laughs> as I will hijack this episode for myself and for my own selfish We're just beans. Doing the second podcast. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to redo the intro for the next one. <laughs> but West Wing has. It has, it has a lot of parallels to oh what's going on right now. That's fine. Uh, I'm, I'm happy for you. Yeah. It's the time <laughs> they're not debating West Wing. Yeah. We're debating the fact that you watched 28th time, you said? Yeah. You can't spend your time for 11 episodes of something that could possibly change your life, if not... I'm, I'm in the mode that I can't do something new right now. Like, I have so to just, like... What was the last like, new thing you watched? Daredevil? Two? Season two was the last new thing Well, watched. Iron Fist. Iron Fist was horrible. I mean, yeah. season... We'll see. That's why, that's why I got to go back. Iron Fist was so bad that I, I couldn't get past all five, epi- or five episodes. seven of Archer is on Netflix. You haven't even watched that. No, I, I watched that. I, uh, I did watch Archer. Did you watch it all the way through? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm like oh, yeah. halfway. Don't oh, yeah. tell me anything. I the last episode remember. I watched is where Kruger um, hypnoti- hypnotizes Krieger. everybody. Krieger. Krieger, sorry. Dr. Krieger uh, hypnotizes everybody and then... Uh, turns out that like half of them were robots, or he opens up that that secret door. Oh yeah, the about the robots. robots. Yeah. Krieger might be the best character in that show. Have you watched Archer at all, Ryan? I'm not up to season seven. I'm yeah. Not Krieger. Right. Far. Krieger is one of the I think in terms of just comedy, might be one of the most underrated characters today in terms of shows. Oh, I think he speaks to you a lot. Because he's insanely his, creepy. He's hilarious. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. I I definitely can see how you how, how you like uh, Krieger so much. And I mean, he's he's a great character. It's just like off the wall, you know, batshit crazy. Yeah. And um, yeah, 
I'm a, I'm really excited to watch season eight just because of what oh, happened yeah. at the end of season seven. Oh, don't tell me. And, don't um, tell me. Have you seen? Does it end with the beginning though? Yeah, yeah, okay, it, so it, yeah, it, yeah it, it does. Yeah. yeah. So, <clears throat> I mean, well, that part that you just saw at the end of your episode that you just saw, I mean, all that comes back and and comes to fruition I at the end. I think I kind of figured part of that out though. Yeah, Once but it's it's, it's not what you it's, it's not. I mean, they they do they do some they do some funky some funky, funky stuff. Funky stuff. So I'm painting this picture of you not watching stuff, but you are you watching watched stuff. Archer. Yeah, but Archer. I mean, Archer is one of those good things. The reason why I like Archer is it's an easy one, watch. It's an easy watch. They're not long episodes, but at the same time, it's not just pure drivel. The jokes in that show are actually quite a bit more clever. Than I think a lot of people give it credit for. There's in, in every episode. There's you in every episode. There's usually at least one joke that is some sort of weird, obscure reference to something that probably sixty percent of the viewers won't get. No, and I'm, I'm sure there's been quite a few jokes. Not to say that I, I get mean, everything, but yeah, sure there's, there's quite tons a few jokes. that I just go over yeah, my head, but over your head. But then when something does hit home for your particular niche. You just like you almost you belly bust laugh. Up. You bust yeah. out. Like I can't remember which season it was, but there was a joke once about um, the the Voigt Kampf test, the the Vo- the Voigt 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 Kampf, yeah. Voigt Kampf test from Blade Runner, and they just throw it out there. It was not some long setup. They're just talking. One of them just mentions like, "What is this? A Voigt Kampf test?" And they just, they just completely, doesn't break stride, they just completely go through, and if you weren't listening for it, and you didn't know what that was, you don't really get it. Right. But if you do get it, it's so out of left field in the context of that episode, that you just, that you stare at it, and then you just start laughing almost <laughs> insanely about the cleverness of what that just was, yeah. what just happened there. I mean, that's, you know, 30 or 20 minutes worth of drivel, and I mean, that's, easy. like, I haven't, I haven't seen one, ep- one um, series on Amazon was um, Men in the High Tower. Mm. I love those ten episodes in the first yeah, season, yeah. and I, I haven't watched the second season yet because, like, part of me I, I want to savor stuff, so I kind of want to, you know, there it's it's going to be another year before it comes out, so I'm kind of spacing. I'm kind of I try to you know space it out so I can binge, and you know thoroughly enjoy it. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's hard for me to get into something new, so... See, I, I can appreciate that. I did that with Dark Space. I watched season mm. one, binged it, and I was like, oh, season two's coming out like in three months, because I, I wasn't like yeah, up to it. And then I watched season two, and then I finished season two, and I'm like, I gotta wait a whole year to find out what the heck happened. I'm like, so is season two any good? Because I only watched the first, I think, two or three episodes of season two. It, it, it's not good. Dark Space, it's not good. It's just... Well, it good feel, in, the, in the scope of dark space. At the, at yeah. The, the, the level of quality that dark space is. Okay, so the level of quality does improve. Season 2 catches some steam and you're like, okay, okay. yeah, you really get into it. But it's not, like, I need that sci-fi, yeah. space, grungy, people dying in space niche that um, Deep Space Nine used to fill, the show Andromeda used to fill... Um, Babylon Five used to fill that niche. Um, space above and beyond. Yeah, Spaceballs. Space not Spaceballs. <laughs> space above and beyond. That was a show. That was back in like the heyday of the Sci-Fi Channel. Back when they had all those kind of original shows. They had Space and Above and Beyond. They had uh, First Wave. 
Um, God, what was that other one that they had? Um, Nowhere Man. Yes. Do you remember Nowhere Man? Nowhere Man is awesome. That was now, a good one. Nowhere that Man, was a great Nowhere show. Man was almost the perfect... The fact that it got canceled after the first season was almost the perfect ending to Nowhere Man. Because <laughs> it went ending. nowhere. He's like, you, he's like, don't you know? Like, don't you understand? You are Project So-and-So. And then the episode ends, cliffhanger, and you're like, oh my god, I can't wait for a season two. And then it just never <laughs> came back. And that just, was before the time where you had the internet. You can just walk out or you can look up and say... Right. You're just waiting for Nowhere Man season two and it just never happens. And if you actually try to find Nowhere Man online, not really easy to find anything about it. I mean, there's stuff about it, but it just went no. And a lot of the actors in that show never really went on to do much else. So you almost wasn't the. uh, uh, Sorry to you know go back to Star Trek here, Mm -hmm. but uh, wasn't the um, the first captain in, in the reboot of Star Trek um, Nowhere Man was am I getting I my I think he was yeah well, Christopher Pike the first Christopher Pike yes, or, yes, no yeah. no Captain Pike, Pike. Captain, Captain Pike, Pike yes, yes, was yes. Nowhere Man yes, I was pretty yes, sure he was you're yeah. right correct yes uh, yeah yeah good wow good right, good, right. good full circle here full circle yeah <laughs> um, yeah so it was just one of those things though where you watched it and then it just disappeared and it almost just added to the aura of Nowhere Man. You almost couldn't have planned that any better, even though you wanted to know what happened. It made more sense in the scheme of things that it just disappeared. Because that's what Nowhere Man was all about. Tangent here, another uh, another awesome show that was during that time period, The Pretender. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. The Pretender. (laughs) I am today. Oh, man, that's good stuff. And, uh... Jeffrey Donovan, who played uh, Burn Notice, mm-hmm. um, was was uh, Pretender's uh, brother in oh, that right. too. Right, right. He had a couple episodes and his crazy brother. Yeah, yeah. at the end of season one, Pretender actually lasted. I think it three, three, four episodes, four seasons. Four yeah, seasons. where he found uh, his clone. Okay, yeah. so Paul, I'm gonna throw this one at you. Time tracks. Time tracks. Yeah. Where he had the little remote control that fired a red pill or a blue pill that sent <laughs> the criminals back into time, <laughs> and that one criminal he sent back. But didn't it didn't work right, and the guy ended up coming back, and he was just like more insane. Yeah, he's like, you don't know what pain is, you know, until you've been sent. Yeah, oh god, yeah, I remember that show. <laughs> god, memory lane here, Paul. I like you. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. See, that was back when good bad cheap, cheap sci-fi on TV was actually enjoyable. Yeah, you know, yeah, quantum leap. Quantum, yeah, quantum yeah. leap. That, I wouldn't call that bad cheap sci-fi. Oh, no, no. Quantum Leap had some thought, too. Yeah, Quantum Leap had some mass appeal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's good stuff. Now we're all just thinking about old TV shows. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking of Airwolf and uh, the one with um, Paul Hogan, and he had a boat. I remember, so, hey, um, we know he's going to be listening to this, so shout out to Mateo here. I remember... Um, our number one fan. Our number one fan. I remember a while back, actually, years... This was, actually, sadly, this was years ago now. But we were talking about the uh, potential uh, future nuptials of him and his girlfriend uh, at some point, And we were just going... TBD. TBD, yeah. <laughs> uh, we were just going off on craziness. And one of the ideas we had was that they'd be on the top of... So they they're really outdoorsy people, and the one of the, the top ideas was that they'd be on the top of this plateau, and uh, they would arrive by helicopter, but 
the soundtrack that would play before they arrived by helicopter was the soundtrack, the start of Airwolf. <laughs> and, then Airwolf and then they would come up over the plateau in a helicopter and like wrap and rappel down. Awesome. <laughs> uh, so yeah, anyway, craziness there. Airwolf. Airwolf. Airwolf was awesome. However, Airwolf. I mean, why did they always end up in the desert? Like, why was every problem, number one, it always ended up with them chasing somebody into the desert. And number two, they'd be in the middle of a city somewhere. Like, we need to fix this problem. We need Airwolf. We're going to drive out into the middle of nowhere, which is clearly like a four-hour drive. It only took us 15 minutes. Long <laughs> enough that we can get to Airwolf and fly out and still intercept the people who were driving away from us at whatever point in the city. But yeah. we somehow managed to get out to the helicopter. It's all stock footage. And then the helicopter got a virus and they went up into the atmosphere to freeze the virus out. <laughs> because that's the way things work. The viruses? Oh, I don't see a problem with any of that. Yeah. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense that they had to freeze and reboot the system. A computer virus. A computer virus had to be temperature frozen out. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Everything I need to know I learned in 80s, 90s sitcom television shows, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> Physics as told by 80s and 90s television shows, yes. We didn't have Neil, Neil deGrasse Tyson yet. Yeah. It was, you know. Hey, we had the original. Yeah, he was just a television guy then, though. He wasn't a scientist. What are you talking about? Carl Sagan or... Um, Sagan, oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, he was a scientist. I thought he you were... Was up. I thought you were talking about um, yeah, our but, current uh, science guru who he's an high school shows. director or high school graduate. What? Bill Nye, oh. the science guy, is who I was yeah, referring Bill Nye. to. Yeah, Bill but Nye he doesn't have his doctorate though. Oh, I don't he only know. has Bill a Nye he only has a bachelor's okay, degree. Okay, but we're talking Carl Sagan, so never mind. Carl Sagan, yeah, yeah, that that guy. So, yeah. so that video that you actually emailed us a while back about oh, the fourth dimension. Not only number one was that a fascinating thing to watch. But number two, the sheer level of ASMR that occurs in that video, which uh, you get goosebumps watching that video. For those, yeah, for those of you who don't know what ASMR is, um, basically, oh, you sense something. Um, auditory sensory. Um, Just Google it. Yeah, I, <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't. I can't believe I can't remember what it fully stands for. Basically, Bob Ross. If you were ever a kid and you were like sick at home watching Bob Ross. And that like kind of tingling feeling of comfort that you got in watching Bob Ross from the sounds of the brush strokes and his voice kind of saying, we're just going to put a happy little bush here and everything you're doing is okay. Like there are no mistakes, you know, that the, the noise, just the ambient, the, the ambient textural noise that you heard listening to Bob Ross that made you feel good. That's basically what ASMR is. And Bob Ross is considered to be the father of ASMR. The sheer level of ASMR in that Carl Sagan Fourth Dimension Tesseract video, I have gone back and watched that <laughs> to this point probably 40 or 50 times. Oh, wow. It goes back to your happy place. It takes me back, yeah. Like, I'll, I'll watch that before I go to sleep at night just because of the level of relaxation that occurs while at the same time kind of being some sort of um, mentally enriching... It blows your mind. Yeah. Yeah, this this notion of this thing that we can't really comprehend or we can't we know is there but we can't really we're not built to imagine or visualize what it is. Um and yet somehow his ability to put that into a 
example that a kid, you know, could understand or a kid could, could get along with and, and, and see what he's talking about. Um, yeah, it really kind of hit me with a melancholy when I first saw that video, though, because it really made me miss Carl Sagan to the point of looking at the world as it currently is and looking at the state of our governments and... Um, total denial to of total fact. <laughs> our relations and whatnot with, within, you know, the world, you know, within the countries in the world. And what he was trying to say and what he was trying to tell us back then, and he was considered kind of, when that show was on, he was kind of considered to be a kook, almost. The world is flat. Yeah, the, you know, the, all these people now, this true, this denial of scientific information. Discovery. And what? then you go back and you listen to his his little blue dot speech. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and it's so freaking poignant. You know, back back when he said that then, you listen to it now, and it's just as poignant now as it was then. Um, if you have not listened to that, and even there's some people on YouTube who've done some very cool visual tie-ins to the, the audio track of his little blue dot speech, um, by all means, whatever age you are, Whatever your political beliefs are, uh, whether or not you think the world is flat or if you think that um, whatever you think, I don't care. <laughs> Go watch that because it appeals to everybody, whatever, whatever your beliefs are, and it's, it really puts things into perspective for you. Well, and to that point, Cassini um, is flying between the rings of Saturn mm -hmm. and uh, right. the actual planet right now. And it took a picture of the Earth between the rings, so you can see the Just rings. A little dot it's of light. A dot. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, it puts things in such perspective, um, and just makes you want to just stamp your feet and say, "What are we doing? Just, just stop what we're <laughs> doing." You know. Um, I would have liked to feel, like, actually physically feel, the nineteen sixties Apollo massive encouragement that the country had at that time or the, the awe, unity, the wonder, yeah. the unity or even the 1980s the spaces are you know next great undiscovered country kind of feel like we're going to go out there we're going to do this we're going to see if there's something on Mars that vibe because now it feels more like you know we just sent <clears throat> you know we, we just saw Pluto we just saw um, planets that had actual um, plumes of water mm -hmm. coming off their um, surface and it's like people are it's being buried in the third page yeah, of the newspaper it doesn't you know the, the Apollo moon landing but you know the rocket we sent a rocket into space you know and it only made it up to the you know the 5,000 foot mark and everyone's like yeah that's awesome and then the next you know couple weeks we made it to the 7,000 mark oh it's amazing now it's like oh North Korea sent a rocket and it went you know 3,000 feet we're like oh my god yeah whatever yeah. well who cares <laughs> impending doom usually trumps uh, pun intended um. <laughs> however of all of all weird references here things to cite uh, Dave Chappelle's one of his specials on Netflix um, he actually talks about that. Really? About current culture and the current generation and how it is treating and accepting these things and how those things are kind of getting lost in the headlines versus, um, you know, the first moon landing and, um, you know, when 
the world was in grief because a shuttle exploded and how different things were then to how they are now just because of the way media and information is fed to our, our younger generations now versus back then. Um, almost our, our younger generations now, it is this kind of sensory overload and they don't know what's true. They don't know what's not true. They don't it's know how to feel news, about Paul. things. They don't know, yeah, news. they don't know what fake news is and what real news is because how do you even classify that? You know, it's, that's just opinion at a certain point now. Yeah. Um, and anybody who anybody can say anything about if they don't like something, you can just say it's fake news. And who's who are you going to let argue with you? Because you're already calling it fake news, even if it's right in front of you, yeah. um, and even if it's something that is so quantifiable, qualifiable, and right, they're just not. Yeah, and even if it isn't something, even if it's something that's completely unbelievable, if you want to believe it, you know oh, it's true news. It's real news, um, and that's kind of what's happening right now with our generation. Because everything is so instant and we get everything off of social media and YouTube and uh, the ticker feed almost, the, the instant news, we don't react and we don't know how to react to things anymore. Whereas back then, when whatever major news station interrupted a broadcast because the president was just shot, it was panic and heartbreak and sadness. Whereas now, I think, regardless of who our president was or is, if the president was just shot, there would be people who would be like, good, I'm glad he's dead. And then there'd be people who would be like, oh my god, this is horrible. And then there'd be people who would just say, I don't care, whatever. I, you know. Well, if I can piggyback on that, right now, it's a case of information overload. Yes. Because the very next day is something completely new. Yeah, we move Where on so quickly. You don't have the time to... Ad- digest and get to a certain type of intellectual uh, understanding and uns- <laughs> really if we can, if we can tie this in here today's yeah right <laughs> if i can wax a little poetic here in today's society there is an unsuitable understanding to what is going on and how we perceive information and how much time we have to perceive this information before something else gets our attention and something else pulls us away to look at i mean you you if if we go into politics i mean you you go into the 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 russian ties with the trump administration and then the very next day or or the days after you, you get north korea and then you get china you, you get, get the you french get election. you get the french election i mean there's just so many things that are just all encapsulated in all of all of the world and you and as an average person that's trying to make an informed decision and an informed thought about it, you really don't have the capacity to do that anymore. Right. So can I, let me give a example of that in the way that I feel. Star Trek The Next Generation came on, I think it was Friday nights, I want to say. I think so, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Friday nights. It was either Thursday or Friday. Friday. It was definitely in... I think it was before the Thursday, you know, how everything was on Thursday. That was the night to watch TV was Thursday night. I think it was before that. But I I think it was before that. I think you're right. It was Friday. Friday. Yeah, Yeah. anyway, it was the end of the week. Back before Friday was like the death slot. So, if you wanted to watch a sci-fi television show during that time period, the late 80s, early 90s, you had to wait 
seven days and you were looking forward to the end of the week because you were going to get a brand new science fiction show. You might have caught an old Star Trek rerun on syndication at five o'clock maybe on one of those days or you might have caught something else but it was pretty rare for you to get a television sci-fi show and you had to wait and today I can go on Netflix, I can go on Amazon Prime and YouTube. I can have a new YouTube, I can have a new sci-fi show every day of the week. Every single second. Yeah, so if and I'm in the mood for sci-fi, I'm not waiting for that. It's, it's coming to me instantly now. And not only that, but if you're in the mood for sci-fi, and I mean there's memes about this, if you're in the mood for sci-fi or whatever you're in the mood for, everything is so instant at our fingertips where you watch the first 10 seconds of something and say, yeah, that's not what I want. I don't really like that. I'm going to go and look at my other thousand options. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to skip between things. We didn't have that. And we're all apparently grumpy old men now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, we had to appreciate what came, the, what we waited for. And I don't think that sense of waiting where we were talking about news or whatever. It's like the news came on at 5. If you wanted to know what happened that day in the world, whether it was Paris, Russia, or whatever, you had to wait till 5 o'clock. Or you night, had, nightly news. Yeah, you you know, unless it was breaking, you had to wait until five o'clock to kind of get, figure out what was going on. Now you don't have to wait for any of that. When, yeah. when Star Trek: The Next Generation played the season finale of The Best of Both Worlds, oh my god, <laughs> we had to wait. <laughs> part one and part two. Part one and part two to find out what was going on. What happened? Picard's a Borg. He's been assimilated. As like trying said, to kill him. He is a Borg. Yeah. You know? And, yeah, that, that episode ended with, you know, powering up the deflector dish. Mm-hmm. Fire. Fire. <laughs> and then it yeah. just ends. Now you have Netflix. Next episode will play in 12, 11, 10. <laughs> you get up and go run to the restroom and then you come back and even though you have the pause button, you're like, no, it started already because I'm lazy, I'm lazy. I didn't press the pause button. Uh, yeah. I mean... Are we yeah. saying that's better or are we saying that's worse? I think, I think it's it, a it's certain got, amount of gluttonous to it. It's got both aspects. Sure. I mean, it's it's nice to be able to find a series on there and you don't have to wait. Um, Speaking of gluttonous, I'm going to make some noise now and get up and refill my wine. But continue talking. You right. have this background ambient noise. Uh, can I have some of that? Absolutely. Awesome. Is the pouring of the wine AMSR? No, what are we, animals? I'm not going to put wine in a scotch glass. I That's will give fine. you your own wine glass. Ryan, would you like to partake in any sort of alcoholic beverage? I'm good, thank you. All right. That's, that's right, people. We drink when we're talking here. That's how we get so likable. <laughs> that's how we uh, stand to listen to ourselves. Right. <laughs> Our voices be repeated. That's the only way I'm able to edit these podcasts. <laughs> right. Yeah, only Mateo watches us anyway, and he's more perverted than no, any of us. <laughs> we had... So, well, it's hey, not... Hey, don't, don't discount our other listeners. We say, love you all equally. We do love you all, and please comment and... We uh, seven listeners. We had seven likes or seven... No, uh, we had seven listeners. Just that's on that's just one. all me. Also, no, <laughs> That's just me. No, you're right, unless you're listening from a different IP. Yeah, I'm, I'm listening to... <laughs> I have, I have the, uh, I go on there and upload everything on the, on the uh, unsuitable understanding. That's fake news. <laughs> we have other listeners. You know what? <laughs> They don't 
how how do you know there's no quantifiable evidence that we have any listener in our fake south news there? fake news in other news <laughs> you're fake news also in other news um those of you who are wine snobs out there and think that you have to spend a ton of money on wine in order for it to be good i also declare you to be fake news because i don't think that's true well these are fancy glasses here there paul what do we got here Luigi um, Bernoulli. Bed Bath & Beyond's... Italy. Yeah, I'm Mid-Bubble. drinking out of a Mid-Bubble. Italy uh, wine glass here. These are decent. Yeah, they're, they're Italy. It's glasses. Italy wine glass. <laughs> it says Italy right there. You don't say Italian when... Italian. Hey. Uh, hey. Hey, now. I am, I am a good deal of Italian. I don't appreciate the Italian. You know, um, we're German here, so... I'm also much... Uh, there's a large part of I guess German. we're, you know, okay, buddies, you wanna, I guess. You want to really... You want to throw down? Let's match. Let's do... I'm Italian. I'm German. I'm Polish. I'm English. I'm French. Uh, I think I have a little bit of Spanish. And let's see... And 2% Neanderthal. Yes. Probably less than 1% at this point. Although I do have a prominent brow, so maybe more than 1%. So Cro-Magnon, not a Cro-Magnon. And it's actually Neanderthal, if we're, if we're getting into that. Ooh, burn. So yeah, I'm just saying, I got like everything in me, at least everything European, except for Russian. I don't have Russian in me, that I know of. Call Might have that. Russian in me. I don't think so, though. So yeah, just saying. I didn't have any, you didn't have any North European. I don't actually have any North European. Well, the north, the most northern I get is Germany, which is not really all that northern. But if you want a true linguistic adventure, go drinking with a Scotsman, because you can't fucking understand them before. <laughs> sure. <laughs> right. Sure. <laughs> Robin Williams' um, stand-up. If you haven't seen it. Oh, watch it's, it. Listen to it. Watch it. This is going to be one of those episodes. I don't even know what we're going to title it. It's just going to be the no, game I'm... talks about things. Right. <laughs> <laughs>